Hello and welcome to episode 153 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined as always, Matthew Figuera. I swear that each week we start later and later <laughs> because, you know, it's just winter. we are just keeping up with the sun. The sun we, gets up later and later. It does. Well, I had a good laugh though because, so the, this is, this is the, the routine that we've fallen into now for, for listeners who obviously wouldn't know what goes on behind the scenes. So you and I are meant to record at, at 8.30 on a Saturday. <laughs> And every night before, I, met, I I literally just send you like 8.30 question mark and you'll be like, yes, 8.30, you know, whatever. But without fail, every morning, like every Saturday, I go for a run, get home, like I'm going to shower, it's quarter past eight. I should be out by like 25 past, maybe half past, going to get dressed, everything. But without fail, every week, I only get on at like 22, quarter two. Today though... Holy shit, I was just standing in that shower. <laughs> it was so cold. When I climbed Taking out, up like, all that good, good hot water. Uh, yeah, but when I climbed out, I looked at my phone, I was like, oh my God, it's 10 to 9 already. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm oh, so listen, sorry. I, I mean, half the time, I'm the one that gets on um, second. And that's mostly because like, I set my alarm for eight, but then I, I'm lazy. And then you message me like, I'm just, jumping in the shower and i'm like even me and i haven't even moved out of bed yet <laughs> i'm just chilling there you You've say even me run, like you're just about to like, climb into the shower oh no 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 when i say even me that's like a good five ten minutes before i get into the shower like oh boy. maybe so this is why we're always late but you know we have this understanding you say hoppest eight on a friday and we know that it's never going to be hoppest it's eight. never going to happen we wake yeah. up at hop well i wake up closer to hoppest eight Mm. You get home from your run at Hopper State, you know? That's what exactly. we Exactly. So we've got this it, understanding. You know? It's it's more to keep us in line from starting at like half past nine and ten. Just a, yeah. a reminder. Yeah, like, that's hey, way too late, yeah. Like, just get those eyes open. Let's get going. I mean, to be fair, you you used to, uh, back in the heyday, drive all the back way in to our day. place to record. Yeah. And th there were times where you'd be like, I'm outside and I'm like, fuck, I haven't even got out of bed. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's my alarm. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hard. Exactly. So, Amazing. you know, this is, a, this is a definitely a better scenario when compared to that. So, Well, yeah. it's the same. We've fallen into this routine and the same is going to happen when we... Look, I, I don't know if, if we'll, we'll record in person again because it's just so convenient to, you know, record remotely. We, I think we've, we've nailed mm. it now. But, mm. you know, so we, we can keep this trend going you know, if we want to. With work though, it's like, I, I, I'm so used to just rolling out of bed into my, my morning meeting. It's going to be really hard when that's sort of like abolished or I don't know what, what my company's going to do, but I don't think 100% remote work will be allowed. I, I foresee like mm -hmm. a, a hybrid system. Um, but those mornings when I'm expected to like roll out of bed and actually get dressed and be presentable and drive again, I'm not gonna ready cry. for that. I'm, I'm just going to be so sad. That's I'm, I'm literally getting an hour of my day back just by not having to drive to the office then back. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it, it's it's a it's a big thing. I mean, we we had a meeting uh, this week with um, <clears throat> the powers that be at our company, and they seem to suggest that yeah, we are 
going to do a hybrid approach going forward. So mm. that's cool. That's though. cool. Like going to the office two or three times a week, if that. Again, obviously, you know, you and I are in the same boat where, where our companies are consultancies essentially and we work for yeah. clients. So if the clients have certain demands, you have to, you know, work with those demands. So if yeah. the clients I'm working for demands us to be in the office five days a week, then that's what it is, which fucking sucks. Why, so why would a client demand that though? That's so mean. I mean, you know, things happen. Clients have weird <laughs> ideas. Let's things happen. That. That's how we're going to explain this away. It's just things happen. I mean, you know things it, happen. I like my job. I, I don't like um, talking shit about the people who pay for <laughs> all my fancy podcasting equipment on this, wow. this podcast. <laughs> Let's just trash talk your, your bosses right now. They don't listen. Yeah, right my now. My bosses I mean, don't listen. listen. But you know what? I like my bosses. They're, they're cool people. So it's fine. <laughs> That's good. That's now, if they're I mean, listening, that, they're going to give me a raise, which is cool. Oh, they're, they're better. <laughs> I mean, they're getting free promotion here on this great podcast. Um, nice. About how, how good their leadership skills are. That is exactly. promotion material. When, when you get put up for a promotion, they're like, you know, what have you done in the past year that's great? And you just slide them the snippet, like on a, <laughs> just, on, on a, I, on a cassette tape so they know uh, it's for real. Yeah, I, I just fed, fed the good news of, of the company to to all our gaming listeners. <laughs> they, they, they don't give a shit about advertising or communications or anything, but you know what? I put the message out there and that's all that matters. Exactly. And then they'll be no like, publicity is bad publicity. So, they're like, why is the snippet so short? You're like, you don't have to worry about that. Don't it's worry okay. about it. You could listen to the, uh, you don't have to listen to the whole two hour podcast. It's fine. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> That's all it's about. Yeah. Do you know what? Remote work. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I'm, I'm, qu I'm quite a fan. I mean, we, we both are in that scenario where <clears throat> we work in the same like office as our significant others. And, mm. you know, people look, people have asked me how, um, I manage that and we manage that. So I'm like, <laughs> I think it's pretty simple. Like you just respectful with space and that's what, I mean, I get some people, maybe it doesn't work out because maybe your job means that you need to be on a call like 24 seven or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like when we have meetings together, um, it's pretty chill. And on top of it, like I've, I've often told this to Shani because she sometimes gets stressed out on like when we both in a meeting and like talking over each other. But like people on the other side of the calls all understand you at home. Mm -hmm. So if someone is like really dickish about that, you're going to be like, well, listen, we're all working from home. What, what yeah. do you expect? Like, honestly, um, but generally oh, people are chill. Should I build another shit. study? What is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Give me a raise to build my, another study. My, my thing though is that like, so I hear you, some... So like I know people ask like oh you know how, how do you how do you you know share the same space for so long but some people are asking from you know a practicality point of view of like you know isn't it if you have meetings together whatever but some people are like yeah how do you how do you deal with each other mm, it's like mm. imagine being forced to sit next to the person you love all day like shit that sounds awful hey <laughs> like come on People make it sound real bad. Like, yeah. why did you marry this person in the first place then? Like, honestly, like, yeah, I get it. Maybe, maybe we're naive and young in that sense. Um, <laughs> what, what, what I, what I do get is the challenges if you have kids. 
and oh, yeah, especially if you have like a smallish space. That's that hard. I think like, those, those those parents are like, please can you go back to the office? Please. Yeah, dear God. <laughs> I, I think parents of like, especially like smaller kids, like, you know, five, six or whatever, even younger that can't like just kind of, you can't just like put them down and expect them to, you know, carry on mm. with their lives. Like that must be so challenging. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Ugh, I, it's... I do not envy parents who are in that position of like trying to homeschool a grade one or two kid. Like well, that sounds awful. My my brother and sister in law, and um, then also my sister and brother in law Lenska's siblings, they they had lockdown babies. So can you imagine? I, I think the flip side of that is that, like my brother said, it's been really nice to be at home to spend time with the newborn i mean and that was mm, like he mm. was born last year now it's, it's a year and a half later i think mm. there's like a, definitely a, a different kind of bond there because my brother has got to be at home with him um but I, yeah I it's like you. it's like not paternity leave but it's like no you're no at no home you, far more yeah. like you're available if need be yeah. you know you're around um but yeah i hear you I, I can't imagine it's like i phoned i phoned my brother the other day to ask him something and I phoned it ar- around, um, must have been at about quite, like seven, just after seven. And I, he didn't answer. I'm like, oh, and I know he's probably like bathing the kids, whatever. And then he phones me back 10, 15 minutes later. He's like, yep, you know, put them in the bath at about quarter to six and look at the time now. It's been a process. <laughs> <laughs> like over an hour. It's like, yeah, got to get them in, got to get them out, got to change them, got to feed them. Like, yeah, that's hectic. Oh, listen, that's- I get that. When I was a small kid, I loved being in the bath. That wasn't like... Mm. You had little toys, you were fucking around, it got a bit cold, you know, you get some warm water back in there. It's a, it's a good time. I guess mm. from the other end, it's maybe not so riveting. <laughs> but um, Wash behind your ears and climb into bed so I can go yeah. play games. <laughs> and, you, and, and, you, and you've got this child in the, the bath with like a car going like everywhere. <laughs> like, like I could be playing track venue right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, Lord. I like give my parents props for all the times like, they they took me to like swimming training like twice a mm. week and just sat there for an hour while we're doing fucking laps <laughs> up and down the pool. Like, that, and that's that was before thing. smartphones. There's no social media. Oh my to gosh, keep you just watch. Then. Yeah, there's no Twitter mm. to scroll. That's my thing. I, I think now, like, if I'm a parent one day, uh, I just think of all the times I'm going to have to sit at school, do all these things that my parents did for me. And I'm like, how did they do it? Wow. Mm. <laughs> I I think that's why that's why I mean parents always say like often you do something and they'll be like you won't understand until you have your own children and yeah. it's probably very true like yeah it's a whole it's, different it's world. something different yeah because yeah. you look at it from yeah. the outside you're like why why even, would you do even that? if you can <laughs> empathize and like understand like you don't actually know what it no, is no no you don't get it yeah yeah yeah. But this checkpoint chat to talk about having children and video games. Talk about um, cold weather, parenthood, and sometimes video games. Sometimes video games, you know. It's occasionally, yeah. It's a it's a uh, offbeat uh, video game podcast. You you mm-hmm. don't always get what you come for here. Um, <laughs> We're an alternate gaming podcast. Yeah, okay. alternate. Yeah, I mean, you 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 come here and you you take what we give you. <laughs> That's how it works. This is a a one-way conversation. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I actually watched a a series on Netflix called "How to Become a Tyrant," which was yeah. John Michael Michael was telling me about it. um, Yeah, it was. uh, It's quite weirdly like structured. It's sort of like so. It's narrated by Peter Dinklage, but it's like a oh, that's awesome. 
it's like a ha- like a tongue in cheek like oh so you want to become a tyrant here are the rules to follow based on these other tyrants so wow kind of a weird structure but yeah learn some real fucked up shit about some fucked up tyrants over over the course of history and like they go into like North Korea which is still ongoing and That's that is an a wild thing. thing to see yeah. yeah so of course John Michael would watch that like that sounds man, like man his loves his, his historical slash political um shows and podcasts man what and guy. and video games what and was that world games. war one shooter he kept talking about um mm, oh, i, I cannot now. for the life of me remember but it. i remember when like we were playing proper... trackmania he was talking about that game yeah quite a bit. Mm. yeah he, he loved he loves his war simulators um Macho, maybe he's on his games. way to becoming a tyrant <laughs> <laughs> i mean you never know maybe maybe he's watching it going actually I'd love mm. to become a tyrant. Let's watch a show, How to Become a Tyrant. It's, it's like, yeah, th- this is so easy. I, c- I can do this in my sleep. I've been I don't even have to go to YouTube for this. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wonder if the FBI comes to your door. It's like, listen, you've been Googling how to become a tyrant quite a bit. Um, we're just going to gonna, gonna cut you off right here. Yeah. And you're like, FBI, why are you here? I'm in South Africa. How did you get here? <laughs> how did you get through border control? What? Yeah, please. You, you have no jurisdiction here. Please leave. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know my rights. <laughs> Shit, I have the right to remain silent. Can't get swatted when there's no swats in your country. Oh, ha. oh Fucking nice. loopholes, hey. Who? Um, Who? Video games. So, uh, the game that I desperately wanted to talk about last week and couldn't just because timing and embargoes and everything. It actually feel, <laughs> it feels like it's been like two weeks since this embargo dropped, even though it was only like Tuesday. Mm. Um, that's the sort of week I've had. But um, Death's Door, uh, I think it's made by a studio called Acid Nerve. I think that's their name. Acid Nerve. Um, yeah, From they... So their their previous work it's it's a fairly small studio. If I'm not mistaken, it's only like two people, and then they outsource a lot of different things. Like oh, I've wow. seen people saying, "Oh, Dead Store is made by two people." No, it's not. Go look at the credits. Like there's a lot of people. It's design studios, maybe two people, but they outsource a lot of things. Like mm. as as one does. Um, but yeah, their previous game was Titan Souls, uh, which I'm sure you've you've heard of. It's I've a, heard of. I've not played it. Yeah, same. So I I know what it looks like. It's like a 2D, also like a 2D combat game, but it was a boss rush game. So similar to like Fury, I assume, Mm, where it's just bosses and whatever. Um, So this is more akin to like a... I've seen people calling it a Zelda-like. I don't fully agree with that. I, I mean, there's dungeons and whatever, but to me it feels more like a bastion. Mm. Um, in structure and style it's it's an isometric um third person action game um with a sort of like wide linear uh design so mm. you're plopped into several different hubs and your progression through the hubs or your progression through the entire story is kind of like governed by the abilities you have at that time so mm. like the first hub you're in is called the lost cemetery and there's three distinct routes you can take to get out of there but you mm. can only really take one with your abilities currently, so that's yeah. the route you take. So not a Metroidvania, so to speak, but you know, like how adventure games progress, how a Zelda progresses, I guess. Yeah. Like you can only access certain dungeons with certain things. So um so yeah, I, additionally I've seen a lot of people asking if it's a roguelite. It's super not. It's an adventure it's, game. It's funny though, because I think when you and I watched the trailer a few months ago, 
like I think our immediate thought was, oh, it's a rogue lights, just because yeah. it looks. Oh, hello, Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it kind of looked time. like the uh, the twenty twenty one version of Hades. Like, yeah. oh, this is going to be Hades. This is a, you know, a a combat fighting game with hard looking enemies and tough combat. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a roguelite. Um, it is, I find a bit. I found it challenging, but not like super challenging. Mm. Um, there were parts where I died, especially one or two bosses that gave me some trouble, but mm. I didn't find it like oppressively challenging. Um, but like when you... <laughs> Keeping <laughs> with this tyrant theme. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but when you when you die, you don't lose currency, you don't lose mm. weapons, you don't have to grind anything or you don't have to restart. You just, you know, you start at a... Uh, dep- well, you start at the last like door, so to speak, mm. that you came through into the hub, which um, usually there's only like one in the hub that you're exploring. Mm. But in a sort of uh, Souls-like style, as you progress through the hub, you unlock shortcuts that all lead back to that point. Yeah. So when you die, you can cut out large swaths of things that you've already yeah. um, progressed, which feels very nice. Like it's got that really satisfying. Um, like like click where it's like you open up a shortcut you're like oh the level's like folded yeah. on itself like this and it's super super so cool. i've, I've only feeling. i've only played about an hour well i'll call it just shy of an hour of this game and i've already seen that um in the last cemetery where i've read i mean it, it happens quite regularly actually where yeah you you do like an area you turn a corner you're like oh this leads back mm. right to that part over there then you adventure a bit further and it, it somehow it just loops back around in a very smart and clever way like oh if I die, I can just, you know, zip through this path over here. Really, I think, I mean, just from that alone, I'm like, damn, this is some, some pretty neat design. Yeah, the level design is really good. And, like, the, the shortcuts end up, like, linking up with each other. So you'll unlock a path that links to another shortcut that you'll recognize, and you'll be like, okay, mm. so when I die, I take this shortcut this and then go, turn yeah. there. Um, I think it's really cool. It's, it's a neat means of progression because you're only tackling small bite-sized portions of each hub at a time because mm. if you die, you can just cut out like a whole section. Um, yeah. And it ties into the the games like the way it handles healing, which I think is very unique and quite interesting. Mm. So again, sort of like a Souls-like. So I, okay, I want to stress, I say Souls-like, this game is not a Souls-like. It's not a I don't think, no. I don't think it's hard in that way. Uh, you again. You don't lose currency when you die, so you're not losing mm. progression. Um, but it has elements from its design that I think it adopts yeah. from a Souls like. So, you know, in a Dark Souls, you have your uh, campfires where that's your only means of uh, healing, and usually in there, your your shortcuts loop back to a a campfire or a lantern in Blood yeah. Bloodborne's sake. Here, each of the hubs has certain uh, like pots, like, you know, a pot with like soil and stuff. And mm-hmm. when you get to there, if you have a seed, you can plant a seed there that grows a flower that heals you. Mm-hmm. And those flowers regenerate every time you die. So mm-hmm. what you can end up doing, depending on, so firstly, you have to find the seeds in the world, which aren't mm-hmm. always, I mean, you find some naturally and some are like more outside the, the main sort of the beaten path. path. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to find a pot where you can plant them. And then you have to kind of think like, okay, the last time I planted a healing plant was like two or three sections back. So do I really need to spend a seed here and plant it here? Mm. You know, is this part hard enough that I think I'll need health when I 
you know, come back here. Mm. And it, you know, I thought it was a really cool mechanic because you're basically playing risk and reward every time you come to these pots. Like if you have a seed, do you want to spend it here or will there be a section further on that is more challenging um, that you might need it there? Or, you know, will there be even a pot that you, you, you can plant it in? So mm. I thought it was quite a neat thing. And, and the fact that you can only use them once per life is quite cool. So you can't just yeah. like use it, die a little bit, backtrack and use it again it's like no you've mm. got to be strategic in how you use them so yeah i thought that was really cool and a really cool spin on how healing works um in a game like this because i've never seen a game that does something mm. similar to that it's it's quite neat so yeah yeah you were saying uh, before the podcast that you think it's really pretty it's it's got a very distinct um i don't know it's it's a an interesting palette and just look to the game it's like I, i'm trying to think of something i could compare it to mm. uh, but there's something about so for example where it's a, like you've said before it's an asymmetric um adventure game so obviously top down but there's something about when you're on a platform like that platform's in focus but everything if there's platforms underneath it it's like blurred it's yes, just the way it's got it a just, really strong like bokeh effect yeah, yeah but when you move as you move through the level it's just it's just visually very nice to look at it's a i, I was wondering game. if i was going mad because like i i noticed immediately what you're saying that like blurred outlines mm. and i was like what is going on here but it's so cleverly done to keep yeah, things that it, you can interact with in focus in focus yeah and it just mm. makes everything pop um yeah. Yeah, but I suppose just just for context as well, because I don't think we've mentioned, but Dead Store is essentially a game where the premise is you are a are you a crow or a mm -hmm. you're a crow, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually quite like how the premise is set up. So I, I in my opening hour, I basically that was like the introduction where I saw the splash screen Dead Store, and the whole premise is that you are a crow who has to go collect souls because uh, well actually you could probably explain it better because you you know you've played the game a lot more but my understanding is wh when there's a door open to collect a soul you age in that realm um so you obviously yep. have to collect the soul to you know stay young is that the the whole hook yeah yeah um, but you so you get sent on a mission to collect a big soul i don't know what the, the correct term is <laughs> Uh, but a, an older crow essentially steals the soul to try because they're trying to get into a thing called Dead's Door. Um, but where he believes his soul that he was assigned to like escaped to. Yeah. So yeah. this this poor this poor crow is like old now because he hasn't you know acquired the, the soul he was assigned to, and now mm -hmm. by him stealing your soul, he's like, oh well, I guess you're gonna have to help me get into Dead's Door. And I thought that was quite a clever little you know it's a setup. It's a really cool setup. Like, yeah, yeah, like you said. So when you start the game, it's all monochrome and very. It feels like a almost like a noir mystery, and you're in this like bureaucratic mm. office filled with crows, and they are responsible for reaping souls across you know all manners of time and space. Essentially, they've mm. they've taken over the Grim Reaper's job. Um, yeah, and they're afforded the ability to hop between areas uh, by these like doors. Um, which are controlled by this being called the Lord of Doors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you've heard of Lord of the Dance, not getting ready for Lord of the Doors. Lord of, Lord of the Doors, <laughs> exactly. He's just he's dancing on on keys and locks. That's all he does. 
Um, I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that too. Imagine the sound it would make with the tapping shoes. That'd be fantastic. And with the clinking keys. Holy shit. Yeah. We're onto something. <laughs> ASMR to a new level, I tell you. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. So, once a, once a crow is assigned a soul to reap, they start aging. Um, and mm. only when they turn in that soul does the aging stop. So, yeah, like you said, it's like this... It is a sort of like treadmill um, where they are constantly working to keep their immortality going. Mm. Um, and since your soul is stolen, you kind of have to help this old crow to regain your soul. Otherwise, you're going to die. Mm. And the story goes in some cool places. Like it, it starts questioning like, you know, is immortality the correct way, you know, the natural flow of life? And mm. you come across characters who think what you're doing is completely wrong. And all the bosses you fight are strong souls because they have found a way to extend their life unnaturally. And that's why their mm. soul is like, it's almost like this, your soul is like inflamed from all the life yeah. you've been living. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we just both came off Chicory, which was a very, I think a very hard story emotionally to take. It's mm. very serious and very hard hitting. Death Store presents these ideas, but it's very funny. And yeah, very it's like um, non-serious. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I mean, no, no, go for it. Oh, no, go for it. Go for it. No, I was gonna say even even in the opening like ten minutes when you get your first assignment, the the guy who well the guy the crow who gives it to you basically says like, you know, this is this is the cycle of life. You know, a rat race. And I'm like, yeah. huh. It's like already there's some some commentary I guess on you know. Our daily grind, we we work hard to make money, but do we get to enjoy that money because we're just working all the time? Yeah, it's like, it, okay. it's one hundred percent that. Yeah, but it's presented and like you said, it's very quirky. It's like, yeah, it's a rat race. Like, go get the soul mm. now. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is such this is such a weird thing to like. It it feels weird. It's like a corporation that's overseeing the souls of everyone yeah. in the world. It's it's very strange. Um, yeah, and. And it's funny, like as as you start planting those healing plants around the world, these little like sprouts, they they almost look like sentient buds, like flower buds. <laughs> they spawn around there and they follow you. Um, and the more you plant out in the world, the more appear in the central uh, hub, like okay. the Commission of Crows. And the dialogue around them is so funny because they just chill out on like the desks of other crows. And and then I came across one that was black, and I was like, what the hell? And the crow was like, oh, he fell into my ink bowl, but he doesn't seem to mind. (laughs) It's just like, it's really cute and quirky. And and like, you haven't fought a, one of the main bosses yet, but after each boss fight, you have a sort of funeral for the boss, which I thought was very interesting. Like, um, and even then it's just like, you're eulogizing this, this character who was evil and bad but it's again it's funny and quirky it's mm. it's great it's got a great great sense of humor and just like really good writing that's yeah punchy when it needs to be but also very lighthearted this is not mm. a a story that's meant to make you sad put it that way yeah but it is thought provoking at times um oh yeah no it definitely touches on some themes which is quite cool mm. it is yeah. a very um so I finished the game in about eight hours and I stuck a lot to the main path, but there is so much to do um, like outside of the main path. There's there's whole weapons that don't appear on the main path. Um, 
So like if you want to acquire new new weapons, which I don't find one weapon better than the other um, because the combat is very purposeful in a way. Like it, it takes a while to get used to. Um, every time you hit attack, you have to wait for that animation to end. You cannot mm. break out of an animation. So again, talking about like a Souls-like comparison, yeah. So it can feel weird if you just like mashing on the attack button and then hoping that when you hit dodge, you'll be able to dodge out of step with your attack, sort of like a mm-hmm. character action game. That's super not what happens. Um, and if you overextend, you will get hit. Um, yeah. And you have very limited life. So, you know, each weapon has a certain number of combos that you can put out before you, before you take like a, an extended break before your next swing. Mm-hmm. And new weapons play around with that. They like, they, new weapons have like different, um, attack times and different combo counts and different combo refresh counts so i didn't find any one better than the other but it was really cool to have like you know your standard sword um has a certain rhythm to it and then you can find Mm. daggers that are much faster but do less damage or like a much larger sword that has better range but you know as as games do that yeah i'll be much slower so Finding weapons is cool. Finding new spells. Uh, the spells are kind of like what govern your movement through the world. So you have, you start with a, uh, an arrow spell, I think, or you don't have that yet. No, no, you do. You've, you've got, no, you, you, not, you no, sorry, not a spell. I've got a bone arrow though. Um, yeah, yeah. So, which, so yeah. those are technically, yeah, like spells. You get a bone arrow. Eventually you get like, I guess this is why people call it Zelda. Like talking about it, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> Zelda. You get like a bomb. You get a hook shot. Shit, oh, wow. This is Zelda. That's- this yeah. is literally Zelda. <laughs> literally Zelda. Although um, on, on just on that quickly, I found it very interesting that the the bone arrow. So I don't know if this mm. applies to all the the spells. I presume it does. But you get a, n- a number of charges that you can use, and to replenish them, you have to attack. Which yes, I found exactly very same, yeah. very similar to Hollow Knight. Inter- except you know, yes, you're using right. Actually, to heal and also cast spells, which is quite cool. I didn't even think. Of, I forgot that Hollow Knight had that mechanic. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same. Um, you don't have to attack an enemy, which is nice. If there's something around you that is breakable, it will recharge mm. the slot too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so it's essentially that. Like, And once you find a new spell, you'll have access to the new main area, but there's still lots of things in your existing areas or ones you've already unlocked to go and rediscover. Um, yeah. And sometimes I've found, like, I said this in my review, but like, the shrines that you find to increase your life and magic or your, you know, the ability meter, um, they are sometimes so far off the main path that mm. I genuinely got to the end of the game without upgrading my life or my magic because oh, I only right. found like, because you need to find four to upgrade it once. And yeah. I only found like two of each. And I was like looking, like I unlocked all the weapons, I unlocked some additional combat challenges that upgrade your abilities but mm. like shrines for healing and stuff, they were so like weirdly on the um, periphery of the game that I don't know. I think if you're if you're struggling with the game, to have to then go seek those out like really diligently maybe wrecks the pacing a little bit. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, it's like eight hours. I finished, got to credits, and then not to spoil anything, but something happens after the credits of that game that change the game 
it's sort of like your Castlevania inverted castle type of thing. Oh, wow. that's like, cool. You can you can play the game in a completely different state, which gives you new challenges. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so they literally flip the castle on its head, and that's what they do in this game. It, essentially, <laughs> so if you if you focus like the entirety of the game takes place during daytime, mm-hmm. there's a thing you can do to change it to night, and then everything's different. Oh, wow. uh, the, en- okay. the enemies in areas are different. Uh, there are certain aspects of maps that are different. Like there will be one part that is covered in water during the day, but at night there's no water, so you can access a new area. Oh, that's um, cool. Stuff like that. Really, really cool. So there's a lot to dig into after the fact. Um, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Andy Cortez from Kind of Funny, he 100%ed mm. the game and his time was like 26 hours. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot there. you can do in that game. So, yeah, it's good. I really, really liked mm. it. I think it's, what well, again, like Chicory, like indie games are really propping up this year in terms of quality. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think it's it's only on PC and Xbox, but I think it's a game everyone should definitely play, especially if you enjoyed Hollow Knight, if you enjoyed Bastion, if you enjoy Zelda yeah. games. You will one hundred percent love this game. And it's, it is it's super good. I don't know what what the cost is overseas. I mean, I imagine it's twenty dollars. I maybe think so. Yeah, twenty or thirty. I mean, if you're in South Africa, though, it's like I got it. You know, the launch, the pre pre launch, fifteen percent off. So it was like one hundred and fifty bucks. Otherwise, it's oh really? Is that how cheap it is on Steam? It's super cheap. Yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah, I d- yeah, I don't know how like much it is on Xbox, but um, it's not on Game Pass, unfortunately. I really yeah. thought it would be considering it's mm. only on Xbox and PC, but um, yeah, it's it's a great game, I think. Um, and again, just like Chicory, not a really demanding game visually. Um, I know. should run yeah. on a lot of things. So mm. yeah, it, it's 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 one of those games that like you look at the Steam Deck, you're like, yeah, this is what this device <laughs> is for. I'd fucking play this on a Steam it's Deck. Made That'd for be this. great. Mm. This game is to come to Switch, man. Like, why isn't it? On this Switch? game on Switch like, on. would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, it yeah. would be super, super. Uh, just like Hades. Like, I would. Mm. If it was on Switch, that's where I would have played it. But Dude, I, you, you'd hundred yeah. percent it as well. Then. I, you just so the... you're playing it on PC. I assume you're using mm. a controller. Yeah. Yeah. I listen. These sorts of games, I think, require a controller because I tried it with mouse and keyboard, and no, <laughs> no, 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 controller does not feel good. Mouse yeah. and keyboard's only the only way if you're playing a first-person shooter, maybe a third-person shooter as well. Yeah, like an or, over-the-shoulder third-person. Yeah, like, or not like a, a not real-time an strategy game. game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then yeah, exactly. Then the mouse and keyboard's uh, the most important component. No, I, I can't. Yeah, I. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, but yeah, it, but I it it was funny though because it really reminded me of Bastion, and then it launched on Bastion's tenth anniversary, which I thought was kind of fitting. Coincidence? Um, I think I not. think not. Yeah, mm. so yeah, I'm I'm early days, but I'm very much looking forward to sinking my my teeth into this game. I think it's right up my alley. Oh yeah, I, I think there are there are certain combat challenges that will be super up your alley, like. Like there were moments there, I was like, "Oh, Matty's gonna fucking love this!" Like, can't wait. <laughs> really, really good game. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah that's that's mostly what store. I played last week and early this week. Um, and then uh, outside of that, I I've been touching back in on Ori. Um, oh boy! And the Will of the Wisps. Nearly done with that, so I'll chat about that next week. I think. Mm-hmm. The other, the only other big thing, I guess, is uh, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Casual, casual Switch. Zelda game. 
talking about so, a Zelda inspired yeah. game. You're actually yeah. playing a Zelda game. So I've never played Skyward Sword because I never owned a original Wii. Um and it's it's always been that Zelda which I found is the most divisive when people talk about it. Mm. I feel like the conversation has become far more positive in the lead up to this HD launch. Because yeah. I seem to recall when I first got into playing Zelda games, Skyward Sword was the one that people were like, wow, that was a real disappointment. I, you know? I think it's easily like if you look at any like top 10 Zelda game list, I'd imagine it's either not there or at the bottom. Like that's mm. my my interpretation of how, like not unloved, but how it doesn't sort of stand up, up to the yeah. other, other Zelda games. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so okay, so, this was a game that was specifically designed for motion controls on the Wii, and that's part of why people both loved or hated it. Um, and now being on the Switch, obviously they had to come up with a way for you to play controller only. Um, you know, you can still play with the motion controls, and I will be upfront about it. You should definitely play with the motion controls because the controller only mm. solution sucks. I think mm. it really, really sucks. Um and it's mostly down to one option, which I wish they would allow you to change. Uh, so essentially, your right stick is mapped to your sword movements that you would otherwise make with your your hand. Mm. Um, and I find this quite cool because you slash horizontally or vertically or across slash, and mm. it's kind of doing what Metal Gear Rising Revengeance did before it did that, like if you cut a piece of wood at a certain angle, it will slice in that angle, that way, which, yeah. I, which I think is super cool. Uh, it's always a cool thing to mm -hmm. have that sort of agency in a game. What I do not understand is why that is the default motion for the right stick when combat is, in any Zelda game, not your core focus. Mm. Um, why make your right stick default to sword and have me have to hold down a button to move the camera? Yeah. Why is that not inverted? So whenever you're playing just with a controller, if you want to move your camera around, you have to hold a shoulder button to change the function of the right stick. And then oh, the right stick too. becomes your camera control. And I looked in the options because I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. Surely <laughs> there's a way to invert this. And there isn't. Um, so playing, just exploring, getting around dungeons and whatever, like constantly having to hold this button to move my camera is, it's it's like annoying. a small thing, but it's so annoying. Like it's so counter to how video games work. Mm. You know, today it it's just bizarre. Like so many video games today, you know, you press a button to activate a sort of combat mode. Yeah. And Skyward Sword is like, nah, we're doing it the other way around, even though we aren't really even a combat focused game. Yeah. So that alone is like really soured the experience for me because now like I don't really want to play it in like bed because I think it's just it feels bad. It doesn't feel mm -hmm. nice to play. Um and especially then when you're playing portably, it forces you con to contort your hand constantly to hit that <laughs> shoulder button just so you can move around freely. Um and I played a bit with motion controls. Um this is not an issue with the game or the Switch, but more with my setup. But I was having issues with the Joy-Con like cutting out because of where my Switch is situated uh, uh, with my TV. So I've got to find a way to move it so it doesn't do it, that. Yeah. Um, but it definitely feels a lot more organic with the motion controls because then yeah. 
then the right stick is only camera control, and then your sword is on the motion Just controls. slashing, yeah. Which feels fine, and that feels great. So, yeah, uh, I'll probably play more in that sort of mode. Otherwise, the game seems pretty cool. I, You know, the art style is not super my cup of tea. Um, I think it looks really nice in the whole HD treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never been a huge fan of the the Zelda art styles that make Link look a bit more realistic than I think he should be. The, yeah. This is nowhere near like Twilight Princess, which I think looks, I think Twilight Princess looks horrible, personally. <laughs> I, I don't like <laughs> How it <dare> at all. <laughs> uh, this is more like, it, this is like if Twilight Princess and Wind Waker got together. It like has the body <laughs> sizes of Twilight Princess, but the watercolors of a Wind Waker. Um, oh, you have the watercolors of your dad's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're born with the watercolors from your mother. Oh. Um, all the characters have oddly big noses. So I don't know if this is like Skyward Sword Portugal edition or what's going oh, on wow. here. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. I'm Portuguese. I know. I know. Uh, but I'll take um, it because I'm I do, li- I do like that you can just jump off the map and call like a a bird that you can then just ride whenever. I. There's some ideas in this game that I feel like are so far ahead of its time. Um, mm. It's pretty cool. Like, if that's going to be a thing in Breath of the Wild, like, I can jump off one of those sky temples and call, like, a flying horse. That'd be fucking cool. Like, Epona with wings. That'd be cool, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it. you know, it's a Zelda game in structure. It is very traditional in that sense. Mm. Um, and I do want to play more. I just, I'm really bummed out that the controller option sucks because that was like the one thing that I was kind of keen on. It's like, yeah, I can play this how I want to play it because I'm not mm. huge into motion controls. And I just, I don't think it's a good way to play. Um, I, I I'm going to come really out and annoying. say, is anyone that big into motion controls? Question. Not that I know <laughs> of. No, no. I mean, uh, it feels yeah. nice. Yeah, it, feel, it definitely feels like a game that was designed with that in mind. And mm. that's why the controller option feels so shoehorned in. Like, I get why yeah. they did it. And I can only, you know, I can empathize with the devs. Like, how do we take this game that was really not designed for this and convert it? But I just yeah. think, I just think they made a mistake not allowing you to invert that one option. Because I think mm. with that option, it would be fine, to be entirely honest. It would yeah. be okay. Um, I, found, I found weirdly, though, that especially with Nintendo games, that there are often limited options for changing buttons, mm. which I just found so weird. Like It's look, really I'm, crappy. I'm, yeah. I'm not a programmer, so you know better than anyone, but I, I just can't imagine it taking that much dev power to add that functionality. Like, it's I really, really can't. It's really So, not. like, wow. Like, surely... And you know what's a funny thing is that we could say, now, like, you could criticize it and reviews could criticize it and fans could criticize it. Do you think Nintendo will... We'll patch in a, the alternate. Like I, I don't know. I don't. Knowing Nintendo, probably not. But like <laughs> probably not. But it's it's another way in that Nintendo feels really behind the curve. Like especially mm. when you consider, you know, button mapping is not really a concern for people like us who can play games pretty naturally. Mm. When it comes to an accessibility point of view, it's very it's crucial to some people yeah. because if they if they cannot map it. If they cannot remap a game's controls, you know, that completely prevents them from mapping it to special controllers that they have um, yeah. that allow them to play games. So 
you know, Microsoft has been super forward with this stuff. Oh, yeah. By, by putting button mapping on an operating system level. So it's completely agnostic to, to games. Like, if a game says B is attack and only B is attack, you can go into the Microsoft operating system and be like, nah, B is A. And then the game has no idea you've done that and it doesn't give a shit. Like, yeah. And, you know, Sony, Sony, a lot of um, first party Sony games have done the same thing. Like they allow you to remap anything. Um, yeah. And especially with with games like uh, Returnal and Ratchet and Clank, which have, you know, mechanics tied to the haptic triggers. They do not force you to use that. Yeah. So why Nintendo cannot get on this curve? I I think it's silly. Like we all we all love to give shit about Nintendo. Like oh, the online is so behind the times and this and that. But this is really where they are behind, yeah. and it it affects their players. Um, mm. You know, for me, it's an annoyance. I can still play Skyward Sword. For someone else, this might prevent them from playing that entirely. Will just cut them out entirely. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, I can finally play Skyward Sword because it doesn't require motion controls, which I can't do. Maybe mm. I, you know, uh, and now they get to this point and they're like, well. I can't contort my finger constantly like this, so now I can't play play it this way either because mm. no one's allowing me to change the button binding to this. Or it's really yeah. stupid. Um, and I think if you're going to remake a game and charge full price for it, and then say, "Well, we are making a whole new control scheme," you better make sure that that control it, scheme's fucking it's good. Adapted, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I you know, this is the game. Scout Sword is probably still good. Um. I've seen a lot of people compare its dungeon design to like a Dark Souls, which is fascinating to me. I kind of wow. want to experience that. Rest at a bonfire, um, else you lose all your rupees. <laughs> oh, good lord! Could you imagine <laughs> the 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 guy who who's that guy? Um, um, the guy that usually sells you things for rupees. Is it starts with a uh, B? Beetle. Beetle. Yeah, I imagine yeah. you die and Beetle just comes and like hits you over the head and steals all your rupees. Like that'd be great. It's mine now. <laughs> yeah, it's mine. Hey. hey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Uh but yeah, I I just wish its controls were better. Um Yeah. I wish it played better. I, it's it's a yeah, real disappointment. I, I'll get to it. Um regard. I wanna just finish up all Monster Hunter and then I'll investigate. Mm. You're still enjoying your, your monster yeah, I'm, monster I'm hunter still, stories. I'm still plugging away at that. Um so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even talk about it I keep seeing no, people saying that game is like the best Pokemon game they've ever played, and that makes me super it's, interested in it. It's it's interesting because it, it really does feel like like I've I mean, like I've said probably last week or the week before, it feels like a weird mashup of Pokemon and um Monster Hunter. Like mm, it's got, mm. it's got the DNA of a monster hunter in that you know there's the monsters that you can obviously hunt them to get parts to turn into armor and weapons whatever, but in this game you can also collect them. You get eggs and you raise them and you level them up and you fight alongside them. So, I saw the other day that you can um, oh sacrifice <laughs> monsters uh, as well. So. You skin them for your weapons. You steal oh, their babies to uh, to fight against yeah. them, uh, and now you that is, now you that sacrifice like, their parents as well in a ritual. That is like the final final nail in the coffin of this game. Where I was like, this game has no chill when it comes to just owning <laughs> monsters because it is like, oh cool, you've you've done you know you do this quest like cool. You can now do this channeling right. It's it's a, it's the way to get genes from one monster to another. Channeling right, oh, and then it shows Lord. you this tutorial screen. It's like, yep. Just remember that the monster you choose to give a gene will not be available after. And I'm like, 
Why? That's a real good what? euphemism for like you are murdering the fuck. Yeah, out of I'm this like, monster. wow. What what happens to it? Do you do you send it back out into the wild? Does it just die like right then and there? What happens? Does it just get absorbed? Like, <laughs> well, to be fair, this is a Pokemon thing as well. Where do you oh think all those God, Pokemon yeah. go when you're getting candies in Pokemon Go? Oh, into the candy Professor, machine. Professor Oak <laughs> is just fucking yeah. He's just putting them in a grinder. He's, he's keeping all the real candy and he's giving you God. one for your trouble. <laughs> So yeah, I, I've just been plugging away at um, Monster Hunter Stories 2. Look, I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would, which is pretty mm. cool. Um, so yeah, I'm just mm. plugging away at that. How many hours and, you got into it, you reckon? Uh, about 15. So I'd okay. say... Jeez, I thought you were um, going to say 50 for a second. Then. I was like, Jesus. Oh no, hell no. I think in terms of narrative, I'm about halfway. Like if I look at the mm-hmm. world map and I'm trying to gauge progress-wise i'd say i'm about halfway and so i mean it's like a this final is, fantasy in length or something yeah but, like no, but this is me just straight up i'm not entirely mainlining it but i'm mostly mainlining it like i'm just you know beelining it to objectives where i can with some side exploration here and there i think you could easily lose a lot more hours to this game if you really want to sit and like you know min max your monsters you know make sure they've got the right genes and the right sort of you've got the right armor the right build that sort of thing Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not that deep into it, but I am having a good time. Just, you know, the story structure is, Oh, we need to do this thing. Oh, there's a monster at the end of this quest. We've beat this monster. Let's go turn this in. Okay. There's another problem. I bet you a monster's is behind it, it. Is it like open world or is it <laughs> you're traveling between areas? No, it's, it's, it's not like, um, monster horizon that you just fast traveling to a hub. It's you, you run to different areas. Um, so okay. it's like I, I guess it is open world. It's like a Pokemon. Um, yeah. 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 It's 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 a lot like a Pokemon. Um so yeah, plugging away at that. And I've also been I've been hooked on a trackmania. Um I'm not mm. gonna talk too much about it because I'm looking at the time and we are running a bit bit late here. Um but yeah, when you get the time, you really need to join us for for some races because they, this season, I think the last time we played, um, so for those of you who don't know. This is Trackmania, free on Epic. Um, you know, there's a start edition that lets you just race, you know. Uh, well, you no can buy the Matty edition. Uh, that was only a, a year subscription. Oh, I so, so it's lapsed. Out. I'm, I'm a basic bitch again. I can't even tap. <laughs> oh, my God. So hard, hard work. So it's free to play. Every every three months, they, they release like a seasonal set of maps, of 25 maps. And I know when, we, when the game launched, we had a good time. We played a lot mm. of it. And then we fell off and we came back for the next batch of maps. And we we're like, yeah, this is okay. And then we came back and we're like, okay, this is... Um, it's like every they, season, it felt like it was getting... They were leaning into the real hardcore shit. Leading like, into the, yeah. like, even the starting levels were like, holy shit, this is just... Yeah, no, it was just, just it was not, too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm pleased to say that the, I think this is the summer sets of tracks, 2021. Um, this set of 25 tracks, most of them are real good. Like I'm having a, a lot of fun playing with um, Chilla and Brad because there's now a an actual ranked system in Trackmania where I don't know if I explained this on the podcast or if I explained it to you before we recorded once, but you basically have a three V three mode now where it's the you the the goal is to get your team to five points, your team of three to five points. And to do that you just do laps on a track and it it assigns you points based on your your finish. So if you finish first you get six points. If you finish sixth 
uh, six, you get sixth, you get one point, and it tallies up the team's totals, and then whoever has the most points gets that round. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the first to five rounds, mm-hmm. and that is proven to be a lot of fun just because it i don't know like it ups the stakes so you're forced to drive a little more carefully but also you can't be slow because you know you're gonna let your team down if you don't get enough points Mm. um it's not like the the traditional multiplayer where you have five minutes to set your fastest no so so that that's still there and that's that's you know the way to learn maps because you know you can just Mm. keep retrying retrying in the the ranked mode you if you push the reset button like that's just straight up gives you a dnf like did not finish oh really wow so you you can either like reset to the nearest checkpoint which obviously puts you like a massive disadvantage because Mm. you know chances are a lot of other people don't mess up Uh, but it makes it really exciting because you you know we often have rounds where you all start together you know you all start on the same same grid whatever and then it's a thing of like, okay, shit, like one of them's in front. Oh, he messed up. Okay, like now nah, I'm in first place. Oh, shit, but this guy's overtaking me. Oh, he messed mm. up. Like it just makes it exciting. Or like I messed up, shit, you guys have to finish like at least second and third to get us this round, you know. I guess it works um, best on tracks that you're somewhat familiar with because some tracks yeah. are just like bullshit in certain so, areas. Yeah. So it's, it's, done, it's done smart in the sense that I think when you start, you're obviously like bronze tier. So I think it it only serves you the first five tracks of the season, which are oh, fairly simplistic clever. tracks. You know, it's like okay. there's a turn here and there, whatever. And then as you rank up, that's when they start introducing like, oh, here's the next five five tracks for you to sort of, you know, prove that mm-hmm. you're good at. Um, and I assume you, you eventually get to what is it, gold or platinum. And then then you do the the last five tracks, which are, they they long. So if you mess up, it's like, you know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, so yeah. I I desperately want to play this. Like I know I was meant to join sometime this week, but this week's just been wild. But it sounds yeah. like so cool. And, yeah, and the I fact think... that all of you are back in, it mm. means like they the new maps are really good then, I think. Yeah, because we I mean we love track mania to the point where we came back like, oh, there's a new set of tracks. And we came in and we were like we played like, yeah, mm. this is cool, but we we fell off like. I remember feeling like super bummed by those new tracks. Yeah, like I wasn't having like nearly as much difficult. fun. Yeah. yeah. Whereas these, it is like any. I mean, look, they're still relatively challenging the further you go along the the track list, but they easy enough that you you could arguably figure out how to do them without having to do ridiculous tricks or like these super tight lines. It's like. You can mm. learn them. They do. Yeah, them, like like you cool. said, the the new seasons, the the opening tracks were like so precise already that mm. by the time you got halfway through the season, you were just like, I don't want to even see what's going on because I'm not yeah. having fun. You know. Yeah. Um, can can confirm because this is a summer themed pack. There's a lot less snow. Oh, thank <laughs> just, God. Those, I think that we, whole I think ice we pack played was just winter, I think we played the winter pack, which is like mostly snow. It's not and, fun. Snow, snow is okay, but if yes, it it, it takes yeah. some real practice to get used to how to drive what, on the snow. One or two tracks thrown in to add some spice. Yeah, that's fine. But so that there, winter one was like snow, all yeah, snow. But it was nonsense. The the snow is used like sparingly, to mm. my my knowledge. My so. my favorite is still the little wipeout red balloon looking mud things <laughs> like that they put on tracks that you have to avoid. I, I think those are really fun. It's a good time. So yeah, when if you ever get get the time, it's definitely come join us. We'll we'll we can either do 
ranked or just arcade like mm. and what's what's quite nice with ranked is that look i love being competitive like especially with cello and them it's just fun to like shit talk i'm like oh i beat you or you beat me or whatever but it's i mean let me tell you the the trash talk doesn't go away in ranked either it's like, oh, you let me down. <laughs> <laughs> i don't expect but, it to but there's something different about working together to try get the team a win um mm. it's just a different dynamic and it's something i would recommend i mean track mania as a whole i'd recommend anyone try if you have any inkling like i'm not necessarily the biggest racing game fan but should like i've poured easily like maybe 30 hours into this track mania mm. now that's I'd, I'd guess i, I love it um, I, and it's it's good fun yeah i think i think it's gone back to its sort of roots of like being this community driven mm. thing you know because people you know if you if you buy the yearly sub then you have access to creating your own tracks and hosting them mm. and that's where you see like weird as hell shit yeah uh, but then if you just want to race tracks it's like free and you can play that online and yeah i think it's really cool yeah it's it's distilled it's the time. essence of track mania back down to what it used to be in Trackmania. Yeah. well what was the one nations I yeah nations as a teenager yeah, yeah. really cool yeah um would recommend free on epic i don't know yeah. i don't think it's on free on consoles. it is uh actually because this know. to me if, if this had cross play on consoles like why not that would be perfect i know the do, 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 do. no it's not yeah i'm seeing reddit posts here uh as Recent as April 2021, where people are asking for it. The last Trackmania game to come out on console was Trackmania Turbo, which was mm. the, uh, you know, the more pain one. Yeah, I, I played that and I also enjoyed that. I love that one, yeah. And then they added a VR mode to that and that sucked. <laughs> Holy shit. That's Never ever <laughs> in my life again, you know. Um, so yeah, only on PC, but hopefully coming to other consoles in the near future. I, I don't see yeah. why they wouldn't why they wouldn't put on a console at some stage. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think maybe it's just a case of like maybe it's a bit weird for figuring out how to host all that custom content on consoles, yeah, which are on a consoles. bit more locked down and stuff exactly, like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I I agree with you. I think that game would be fantastic on consoles. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Should we get to game releases for this coming week? Yes. My God, can you believe we are looking at games basically from today, 24th of July to the 30th of July. So basically the end of the month. Um, Look at this ad I'm is... being served. Great. <laughs> <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Bank the texture money. Seriously. Thanks, NetBank. <laughs> um okay we, we got a hell of a lot of games coming out really uh, oh boy this period yeah oh we're nearly in august interesting yeah wild can you believe it um okay so let's start from the top uh samurai warriors 5 pc ps4 xbox one switch july 27th the great ace attorney chronicles objection is that just a collection of Ace Attorney I don't games, know if I that's presume. the. It might be the new one, that new one that's set in okay. like the Sherlock Holmes or what? What? What does he called? Her Herlock Sholmes uh, oh in the game, which is really <laughs> funny. I Have you ever played an Ace Attorney? I've never, and I'm North still Al. not entirely sure what like the gameplay loop in them is. Mm. But I've been told I would enjoy them by like one or two people. So I don't know. Yeah, I I guess I should try them one day. 
Uh, so that's PC, PS4, and Switch. For some reason, I used to think that was a Nintendo exclusive uh, franchise, but guess not. Um, oh, it isn't. I also no, thought that. it's coming to that's PS4. That's so weird. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Also on July 27th, Neo, The World Ends With You. So that's the sequel to The World Ends With You. Um, that's PS4 and Switch. Yep. How weird that it's I not on PS5. Can't wait for that game. Uh, mm. I love The World Ends With You, and the sequel looks tight as hell. So excited yeah. I, for that. I, I, so it's interesting because I'm excited for this, but it's like one of those games where I don't know if I'll play it on launch because I'm just like, I've got yeah. other shit keeping no, me can super that, busy, th- This so is a game like can you wait, can play... Yeah. And it's also pretty long, I assume. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sure it'll be long. Then we've got Tribes of Midgard, uh, PC, PS4, PS5, July 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator coming to Xbox Series X and S on July 27th. Vroom Vroom Simulator in the skies. Vroom Vroom in the skies, yeah. Mm. They should, about you know what they should do? <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. You know, how, you know how Forza Motorsport is like your simulation racing? And then mm. your Forza Horizon is the more arcadey style. They oh, should make an arcadey you, style an arcade flight, flight sim. sim. <gasps> Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd be down for that. I'd be really happy with that. Like an open, open world or open sky fly, mm. fly game, fly boy game. That'd be cool. Goddamn. Uh, High Fleet. High Fleet. Coming to PC, July twenty mm. seventh. The Forgotten City, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, July 28th. So many platforms. Unbound, Worlds Apart, PC and Switch, July 28th. Then we've got the Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3 Pixel Remasters coming to PC, Android, and iOS. These are the ones that everyone was like, why the fuck are they not coming to consoles? And then Square Enix was like, if there's enough demand, we'll put it on consoles. It's like, (laughs) okay. Release the the Snyder cuts for console. Yeah, release the Snyder. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm like, I love the Final Fantasy franchise, but I have no desire to play any of these. Like Final Fantasy one, cool, cool to play because it's like, oh, this is the origin of the franchise. Mm. Final Fantasy two is they they did like a complete 180 where the way you level up isn't you don't get experience from monsters per se you level up abilities based on how often you use them which which it sounds great on paper right like you think like that's just like real life the more i use a sword the better i get with it cool whatever except in action it just it doesn't feel good it's it's and and that kind of like locks you into like if you use this at the start and then realize it's kind of shit now you've wasted time but you also you, you can also break it to the point where like so the idea is if you want to become tankier, you should take more damage because, you know, the logic, I guess. You can start attacking your own party members to buff them up <laughs> to level up their health. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird Final Fantasy. And then Final Fantasy 3 is the first one, I think, that introduced jobs. Um, that was fun. I played the... What, wasn't 3 the first one that came to the West? That's like what's considered yes. Final Fantasy 1 in That's the West. That's Final, Final yeah. Fantasy 1, technically. I played the remake... Like there was a DS 3D remake of that. It, it was okay. I enjoyed it. Four fours when the Final Fantasies really started going like, huh, here's an actual story to care about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think I watched a um uh Summer Games done quick speed run of Final Fantasy One and it is Yeah, it's, it's an early ass F. RPG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah. it's really mechanics over anything. So yeah. Now you can play the Final Fantasy re-remake where you get to fight Chaos. 
let's move on. Um, chaos. Uh, old, you've heard of oldest Alden Ring. Now get ready for oldest souls. Yeah, the this is the crossover prequel. you never expected to come. Uh, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox, everything. Let me just say yeah. that. July 29th. Oh, wow. Even Switch. Yeah, even Switch. Uh, Omno. It's a cool name. Uh, Omno? PC, PS4, and Xbox One, July 29th. Nothing to Remember, coming to PC, July 29th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arksmith, which is from Battle Games, uh, coming to Oculus Quest, oh. July 29th. Nice. Um, I think it's the first game there that isn't actually directed by Mike Bithell. Um, okay. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. Uh, Paint the Town Red coming to everything, July 29th. Project Warlock 2, early access on PC. Project Warlock is a sort of like, it's like a Doom-style shooter, but it's like magic as well. So it looks cool. Okay. I remember the That's first cool. one being pretty cool. Uh, so nice. Yeah. The Ascent is a big release for this week. It's the isometric twin stick shooter coming to xbox and pc mm-hmm. uh and no longer home coming to pc july 30th mm-hmm. hooray that's games nice. for the week mm-hmm. and then oh, we move getting, into august then we're getting, getting into the real closer closer end. to to some kenner Oof, please yeah. be good please when be good. when is that it's like middle of it's august 24 5 oh wow then, okay yeah or maybe still I'm wrong. quite a way it's somewhere here. It's got to compete with Kiwi. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, it is. August 24th. Ha, I'm right. Hey, we're getting okay. closer and closer to Deathloop as well. Hell yes. Ooh, so Give close. Deathloop. Okay. Shall we get to news. some of that sweet news? Gaming you want to kick news. us off on... With some, uh, some of this EA Play shenanigans. Ooh. But first, mm. I need to... I need so to EA decided to uh, do E3 like a month later. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. A I cool, mean, it was a yeah. cool show. Did you did you watch it? Uh, no, I just got the recap. After it was fact. cool. It was uh, hosted by Austin Creed. Um, I, I did see him. I watched bits and pieces. He was really fun. Um, and it, and it was like well paced. They kind of knew what. I mean, EA had come out prior, being like, "Hey, there's going to be no Star Wars. There's going to be no Skate. So there was a, mm. no Dragon Age or Mass Effect. So there was a lot of shit. They like set expectation for but i thought the the show was still pretty cool um yeah well there's there was something for everyone i'd mm, say yeah I, de- I definitely think that's true so uh yeah the i mean the big thing at the end which had kind of been a... teased beforehand was a trailer for uh dead space uh so this is a full-on remake of the first one um developed by ea motive who most recently did star wars squadrons Mm-hmm. And judging by the interview with IGN uh, that published afterwards, it sounds more and more like an amalgamation of Dead Space 1 and 2 mm-hmm. uh, because it's going to be the Dead Space 1 story on the Ishimura, uh, but it will have elements from 2, sort of, uh, like the no, no camera cuts. Like Everyone talks about God of War doing it first, but Dead Space mm-hmm. 2 did that shit ages ago. Oh, really? Um, sure. And the zero G mechanics from two, uh, because they weren't super great in one. So I'm curious to but, see how that works because one was definitely segmented into hubs that you traveled between mm. with that tram system that you know yeah. you can go backwards and forwards. Each one, it you know, it was a product of the time. Bioshock did the exact same thing um, at the time. So curious to see how that works. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm keen. I'm just happy Dead Space is back because I think that franchise is fucking incredible. Um, yeah. Look, to be clear, I know you and I said, like, does Dead Space need a remake? Mm. But it, I, I don't think it does, but I'm not going to say no to a Dead Space remake. Of course. Yeah, it's, 100%. it's one of those things where I'm like, yay, we're getting a new Dead Space. And then I'm like, yay, we're getting a new Dead Space. It's going to scare me. <laughs> I, listen, I <laughs> just hope it. It, does, <laughs> it does well and it means that EA will pay more attention to this franchise going forward. Mm. If, if we have to sit through a remake of the first one for that, that's fine. Like, mm. I'm totally there for yeah, it. Yeah, but then they're going to remake the third one and everyone's going to be like, oh, mm. Dead Space is a, not a horror game anymore. Mm. Boo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm yeah. keen for that. There's no dates on that. Um, no. And, and uh, what they showed for for audio listeners, it's like literally a, almost a like teaser. a, a yeah. mood, mood trailer where you just see it's yeah. dark. You see Isaac's um, iconic health bar slash spine thingy. You hear, you hear that noise when it gets yeah. topped up. You hear a necromorph. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's interesting is that it's only for new consoles and PC. Which, about yeah. time. Make and that cut off. Uh, Let's get the, just next-gen stuff. The weird thing is that it's in Frostbite, which I find strange. Um, because, so, all the third-person action games that have been used in Frostbite have all been, uh, or have been made in Frostbite. Have all been a bit weird, like Dragon Age Inquisition controlled a bit weirdly. Most mm. recently, Mass Effect Andromeda was a shit show um, mm. at launch. And, you know, F- Jedi Fallen Order wasn't in Frostbite. It was an Unreal. And I feel yeah. like a lot of that game's feel is because it was made in an engine that is more forgiving for that style of game. So yeah, maybe EA Motive is super used to Frostbite, um, and that's why they're going with that. I just hope that they've wrangled it in a way that it doesn't feel janky like most other third-person yeah. games have in that engine. Um, it might yeah. it might work not necessarily in the favor of Dead Space, but I mean, Dead Space is you know it's a more of a slow, methodical movement kind of game. So mm. I don't know. Mm. We'll see, I guess. Um, but yeah, that was the I suppose the big surprise at EA play but there was a lot of other news for for long-time fans of you know for example apex legends getting a mm-hmm. new season with a new character named uh, Sia. Sia. yeah i think a um, character from if i'm mistaken nigeria um oh yeah? which is cool uh and seems to have abilities that are kind of similar to bloodhound where they are tracking foes um, okay Stuff like that. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, I've I've been Apex. out of the loop with Apex for ages, um, so I can't, I can't really believe... tell you what the big yeah. things are. Exactly. Oh, look at that! Damn, I can't that character on ten. Yeah, can't believe that either. It's Ooh. this game keeps going from <laughs> strength to strength. Like people yeah. are obsessively playing this. So, mm. yeah, I think I've... everyone there is pretty happy with it. I still stand by. I think this is the the best battle royale game on the market. It's definitely the best feeling one. Definitely yeah. has the best gun feel and and combat feel. So yeah, yeah, I can I can vibe. I mean, when it came out, we actually played quite a bit of it. I recall. No, I so. played a fair bit of Apex. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer is really um, stylish. I quite like it. Yeah. Uh, we got some Vroom Vroom Grid Legends, mm-hmm. which is a new a racing new game racing from game Codemasters. From Codemasters. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, grid, grid in the past has been 
fairly heavy on simulation um, racing. This one has a story mode, um, mm-hmm. I guess akin to the work Codemasters has done with the Formula One uh, franchise over the past few years. So there's mm-hmm. going to be a story. It looks like lots of street racing, maybe a bit arcadey. Um, yeah. It's got the actor, I forget his name now, from Sex Education, who is amazing. He's a phenomenal actor. Nice. Um, yeah, him. He's so good. Uh, so It yeah. looks really pretty. Damn. It looks really good, yeah. It looks quite pretty. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 down for that. Um, I'm down for more racing games, and Grid has generally been a really fun racing franchise. Codemasters does yeah. great work, so yeah, keen for that. Oh, there you go. Uh, this you'll have to explain to me. Lost in Random. This is a new RP, right? Yeah. So I mean, this it, is, it is a new RP. Sorry. This is one of those you know like indie games in the EA EA Originals line. Um, mm-hmm. Huh. So it's a bit hard to explain. I mean, I I, I was busy covering this. Well, I was like half oh, watching you, half. You not... So I I sort of understand that it has a lot of mechanics built around dice rolls, mm-hmm. and from my understanding, it's like a dungeon crawler. Uh, you know, with that in mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's got a real Tim Burton esque look to it. Oh yeah, um, it does. Damn. So you see, you've got you've got mechanics okay. <laughs> completely tied to dice rolls. Uh, That's pretty cool. And then it's like an adventure game as well. So it looks cool. I think mm. it's got a novel idea, and its look is very very um eye catching. Sure, that is very very Tim Burton-y, right? Yeah, it's super Tim Burton-y. Um, I I think it looks great, and I'm I'm actually kind of keen to play it. It looks really mm. cool. So yeah, so check yeah. out that fish in a top hat. Real cool. I think it's out <laughs> real, fairly soon. Real stylish. Yeah, it releases tenth uh, of September. September tenth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Real cool. Um, Knockout City season two. You've you reviewed this game. You love Knockout City, so mm. some new new content for people like you. Yeah, uh, new content, new on the magic of filmmaking in Hollywood. Yeah, new oh. maps, a new type of ball. Um, so that's cool. I think it's cool that they are supporting this game. I haven't played much uh, recently, but I know I know that the game has kind of been taken over by real hardcore players. So really, people are people are finding real depth in in the gameplay. So that's cool. I think this game has some a lot more legs than the other um, yeah free to play titles. Yeah, Rocket like Rocket Arena. Arena. Fuck that game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, I suppose the last big piece of news is Battlefield 2042 getting, I mean, we know Battlefield 2042 is coming out, but it's getting a new mode called, well, it's, I don't know if it's a new mode or what, what you would call it, but it's called Battlefield Portal. Um, yeah. Which is, essen- oh yeah, Battlefield Portal mode, which is essentially, it gives players the tools to take weapons and characters and vehicles from just about every other battlefield and make smush them together yeah smush them together into custom maps and modes um so for example you could have a team of soldiers from germany in you know battlefield like from world war ii and have them up against super soldiers from battlefield 2042 mm. like that they, they, they showed one of the examples was like you can have 20 soldiers fr- from world war ii versus four super soldiers from 2042 i'm like that sounds like a lot of fun for the four players playing as <laughs> yeah, the super soldiers. uh but i can't say I, i'd be keen to be one of the 20 other players but look mm. i think it's cool that they're giving players the tools to you know mix and match these different um, you know, there's there's a lot of franchise battlefield um, 
titles here just under one roof, which is pretty cool. Like I think the biggest news for me is that a lot of iconic maps from previous battlefields will be available. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really cool. I saw people like, very excited about that one from Battlefield 3 coming back. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, Caspian Sea, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Look, Battlefield 3 had some really, really good maps. I'm very keen for that. Um, I think it looks like a cool mode. It's like akin mm. to Halo's Forge mode, which, like you said, just lets players create fun, weird modes and pull in from the whole franchise's history. So mm. I think this might be more exciting for diehard uh, Battlefield fans than the actual just normal multiplayer. So yeah, it looks, yeah. looks great. looks very interesting. Yeah. And that was yay play, really. That yeah. was like six, six or seven announcements. Um, yeah, all with, was it under an hour? Yeah, it was a it was a nice touch show. Um, uh, you know, I think if if the Dead Space stuff hadn't leaked beforehand, it might have. Um, it would have been yeah, like it might have hit a lot harder. But it was mm. a it was a fun show. I I really enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, this past weekend, well, on Friday. The Olympics in Japan kicked off. But what was quite a nice surprise is that the opening ceremony was full of video game music from Japan. So I've not yeah. seen um, any any footage, but I, I have heard of, you know, music from Final Fantasy, making an appearance, Dragon Quest, Monster Hunter. Like there's a lot of Kingdom cool Hearts, stuff happening yeah. over here. Yeah. It's, I think it's that's, mostly that's, like the, oh, the Square Enix oh, wow. catalog, uh, Square Enix and Capcom uh, catalog yeah. and Sega. Uh, funnily enough, someone actually pointed out that like there is no Nintendo music here, um, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> right in the heart, maybe Nintendo yeah. like nah. There's nah. no, there's no like Zelda, uh, Ocarina mm. of Time, uh, tune no Mario or in there. No Mario, yeah. Only, only, on. only Sonic was at this Olympics. No Mario. <laughs> uh, they even had Pro Evolution wow. Soccer featured. I mean, really? Shows you. Oh, they did. <laughs> So yeah, it, it, it's pretty cool. It I, I think it was cool for like gamers on Twitter who were watching the thing and then like, wait, I recognize that music. Yeah. Wait, I recognize that too. It was like a big surprise. So that's yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, all these franchises mentioning a Dragon Quest, Monster Hunter, <laughs> fucking Ace Combat, uh, <laughs> near, uh, Fancy Star Online, um. Yeah, oh, wow. they, they pulled from Damn. Gradius. My goodness, amazing! Yeah. Some and there's some real some deep cuts caliber. here. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. Still don't know yeah. why the Olympics are going forward. Um, it's quite funny because if you if you play Plague Inc, there's a in-game scenario there that is like the Olympics are going ahead despite warnings from the World Health Organization that it will lead to more spreading of the disease, and you're like. We're just living this wow. game right we're now. We're playing. Yeah. We're, we're living this fantasy. And that right wasn't here. added like last year. That's been in the game for years. Like when I first shit. played it, it's just like real fucking dumb oh, shit. But anyway, good yeah. luck to all the athletes. Hope you don't get sick. Don't die. Um, and then we, they're skateboarding we get at the Olympics for the first time this year. Yeah, that's cool. And I think the there's a 13 year old competing. The youngest. Olympian, if I'm not mistaken. I saw Tony Hawk history. tweeting that he was there. Um, <laughs> which is pretty but he'd cool. be like, yeah, I saw Tony Hawk. I'm like, no, it's not him. He's old now. <laughs> no, he's, he's old. quite old. He's like he's like four <laughs> times 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah, he's super old. And now we turn our attention to some some real 
heavy, heavy and really upsetting news. Um, yeah, it came out this week that Activision Blizzard are being sued by California over widespread harassment of women. Now, you might think, yeah, we've, we've seen reports of this before happening at like Ubisoft mm-hmm. and Riot, but I don't think you're prepared to see the stuff that's coming out of this report. It's like highly upsetting. Like there's there's been a suicide, for example, um, and it's yeah. just... Yeah, well, what a what a story, and it's it's just yeah, like I, I don't know what to say, what to say really. It's just mm. upsetting, and it's just I suppose an indication of how there's just still so much to do. Um, because I can tell you now, Activision are not the only company that have issues. Nope. Um, this is yeah, an industry problem. Um, yeah, that and is. it's not just a gaming industry problem. Like it's a. No. It you know p- goes across many different professions. So yeah, it yeah. is a it is a worldwide problem. I mean, it is just the the effects of you know everyone around the world saying that we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to um, treating women um, and women of color, especially people of color mm-hmm. in the workspace, uh, just on equal footing to everyone else. Um, and this is what people refer to when they talk about institutionalized sexism or institutionalized mm. racism. Um, it is a pervasive and, um, you know, ingrained sense of sexism and racism that is incredibly difficult to topple because it is within the framework of how these companies work. Um, it, it trickles down from the top and when you have every facet of your company festering with this in some sort of way, um, it can be impossible to firstly escape it or find a place where you will be treated better because it is an industry-wide thing. Yeah. So, but like you said, this uh, this lawsuit, so this lawsuit is coming from the state of California is suing mm. um, Activision and Blizzard. Um and the details of some events that have taken place over the years, you know, were obviously cited in the lawsuit, which is in the public domain. And I would yeah. encourage you to read through that. Um, <clears throat> Kotaku has a very um, expansive uh, report on this. Bloomberg also did one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all both link to the actual lawsuit, which is tons of pages um, that they've cherry picked from. And I mean, we'll put them in the show links because I think everyone should read this. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just like too much for us to go into, but go in there knowing that there are deeply, deeply distressing stories there. Like some of the worst sort of stories I've heard of this sort of behavior in the games industry ever. Yeah. Um, just truly vile and disgusting shit um, that women have been subjected to um, while working at, at Activision. Um, you know, and then just stuff that you read and you're like, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right for what this industry is known for and how disgusting it is that it has not changed. And I think the thing that I took away from from all of this this week, just looking at social media and the reaction was that, you know, these things come and go and everything, everyone expresses their outrage at it at the time and then it kind of gets mm. forgotten. And it gets forgotten because at the end of the day, the people who have the ability to change this, you know, men in the workplace who see this stuff 
and don't speak up about it. They never do. Um, and until that starts changing, the stuff will never go away because it's all, it's all good and well to tell women to report this stuff to HR or, mm. you know, make it, make a fuss about it. But at the end of the day, if, if your industry, if your company from the top down is governed in this way, then HR is there to protect the company. They're not yeah. there pr to protect you. So it will never change. Um, I've seen some people, uh, saying that they are going to boycott Activision products. Um, some websites like the gamer have said that they will refuse to cover Activision, um, and Blizzard games going forward until they see meaningful change. And mm. I think, I don't think there is a right way to tackle this thing. I don't think there is a silver bullet because, you know, all those things comes with caveats. Like what if a website has multiple freelance writers that depend on Call of Duty coverage? That is their, their yeah. beat, you know? Now suddenly all that money is taken away from them for something that's not their fault. You know, who's yeah. right in that situation? Don't know. You know, what if there's a streamer whose entire brand is built on Call of Duty? How do you expect mm. them to stop that? And, you know, so there's no right or wrong way. I think any sort of form of action against them will make a difference. But to me, I just hope this lawsuit gains traction where it needs to and becomes a precedent. Like, I hope there's a ruling that finally punishes these companies in a way that they have to change this. Especially when you look at Activision's response, which is very oh, defensive yeah, which... and borderline passive aggressive. Um, yeah. Like them saying that they they uh, don't you know they don't agree with some of the uh, uh, events depicted in the lawsuit. They um, you know they outright say that they are false and that they are committed to preventing misconduct in their their company. And then they make this like veiled threat of like this is why a lot of companies are moving out of California is because of this type of litigation. Like what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. Like honestly, it's. It's real gross. It's real disgusting. Um, some of the comments from higher ups at Activision specifically have been real disgusting, real dismissive of uh, victims. Um, and then on the uh, on the other side, you have <clears throat> comments from leadership at Blizzard who are very empathetic with the the claims made, but then you look at their past behavior and it seems very performative and fake, considering. Mm you know, comments they've made in the past. So, yeah, I mean, hot on the heels of this happening at Ubisoft last year and nothing really happening. Um, a lot of the, the the people accused in those lawsuits were um, apparently uh, investigated by a third party and retained their jobs. So there is no question that all the big developers or big um you know, people in these in these companies leaving Ubisoft. Ubisoft has seen a huge uh, exodus of talent in the past couple mm. of months. I would not be surprised if you see that from Activision now. If something doesn't drastically change, um, mm. but it needs to change, and it doesn't need to change just at Activision. This is a yeah, no, it's uh, it's yeah. This has been one of the most distressing things I've read about this industry in a long time. Um, some real yeah, it's, fucking disgusting there's shit some awful going on there. Here. Yeah. So um, if you do want to read up on it, I, I encourage you to read up on it, but go with that, you know, knowing that in mind, it it will be highly distressing to read about a lot of these things. Um, yeah. In a way, it's but, not just like, yeah, employees are being catcalled. It's like, like you no, said. No, there's, 
like the, committed suicide. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll read this one example. It's it says um, so. This is a quote on the Kotaku article. I, I presume is this from the actual? It's from the lawsuit. Lawsuit. Yeah. So it says in the office, women are subjected to cube crawls in which a male employee drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. May employees proudly come into work hungover, play video games for long periods of time during work while delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engage in banter about the sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies and joke about rape. It's like, wow. (laughs) And that's not even the worst part of this lawsuit. That's that's just, yeah. Yeah, just below that you have a quote that says, in a particularly tragic example, a female employee committed suicide during a business trip with a male supervisor who had brought butt plugs and lubricant with him on the trip. Like, like what? It's, I don't know. It, it's, it's a difficult Jesus thing for, for me to fathom like that. That's yeah. That that even happened. And again, it says a male supervisor. So who do you report it to when that is your supervisor? Like, yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really bad. Hectic story. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really fucking but, terrible. But following on from that, um, explicit boss Mark Moham to woman has said, I failed you. Um, he's, he has apologized in the wake of this Activision Blizzard lawsuit. So he's a co-founder, um, but he hasn't been at the company for quite no, some he, time. No, he left. Didn't, didn't he leave he, just after the merge with Activision? Yeah, he yeah he left in 2018. Oh, okay. So actually not as long ago as I thought. No. Okay. No, you, you might be thinking of... Chris Metzen, he left before Maybe. Mark Moham. Maybe. Um, yeah, and he's he's released the whole statement. And like I was, I was saying to you, but not on the podcast. Like, uh, look, I completely agree with you. Where I think a lot of this, the problem does obviously start at the top. But I have to imagine that. Imagine you are someone who's established this company and you've like left it behind in what you think is good hands, and you read this report or this mm-hmm. lawsuit, and you're like. What? <laughs> like, this isn't the company I built. It's, yeah, yeah, well, it's well you, you hope so because it's like... Yeah, exactly. You, you, I mean, all indications are that this isn't a thing that's happened overnight, you know. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. You've got, you've got the current leadership at Blizzard. Um, what's his name? Alan Brack, I think. Mm-hmm. Who came out with a statement saying that he's appalled by the accusations and that this is not a company that uh, stands for this sort of behavior, blah, blah, blah. But then you have a video of him on a panel at BlizzCon in 2010, him and a couple of other like very notable Blizzard uh, employees, mm. where they are essentially laughing down a a woman, a big a big World of Warcraft fan who had the the guts to go to you know an expo that is probably she's you know vastly outnumbered there in terms of male to female. And, you know, she gets up and asks this panel of men when they're going to start creating female characters in World of Warcraft that aren't just overtly sexualized. And she essentially gets, firstly, gets booed by the crowd there, which is a real fucking indicator of your community. Um, and then laughed down by this panel, who, which includes um, Alan Bar- uh, Brack, who is now saying mm. this is inappropriate behavior. So, you know, a lot of this can be very performative, um, you know, and a lot of people in these situations don't realize that what they're doing is disgusting or they, um, they kind of like justify to themselves that this is just the way people are. 
Um, mm. And especially people in power have the chance to change these things and choose not to. So they are just as yeah. culpable, if not worse. So, yeah. 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 That, there's that. That is that is some big news this week. Um, mm. Like, yeah, and sad, I hope it doesn't go away. News. I hope yeah. this is not something we forget about. I hope this lawsuit keeps fucking dragging it keeps its heels yeah. and and keeps popping up uh, to make this a point. Um, and I hope everyone that was brave enough to come forward in the suit gets the the justice they deserve. Um, yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Um, but yeah, moving on to other news and a, and a complete 180. <laughs> Amazon's new world. Oh so there's a there's a there's a new Amazon game called New World, which I've been told is essentially a, a Dark Souls esque MMO. Um, mm, it is set during the colonial expansion of America, which is a real choice of setting. But okay, <laughs> shit. It is a, a well. It's currently breaking. Uh, RTX 3090 graphics cards, which is uh, yeah. If you if you somehow have found found the ability to get your hands on a card, spent a lot of money, and only to have it brick. <laughs> and game. and and apparently it, it. I mean, it started out as um just these cards, but I know tech YouTuber uh, J Two Cents uh had like a list of cards that he had received reports of uh, the same thing, and that was it was like a wide range of cards from both nvidia and amd so like it seems like they've pushed out a patch already it seems the issue stemmed from the in-game menu not having a frame rate limiter so when you open oh, when you pause the game or open up the menu it would just obviously ramp up your card to like the max frames it could put out and that oh my god would just destroy <laughs> all sorts of things like vrms on the card and stuff like that so Shit. real fucking rookie mistakes made uh by amazon uh, during a week where they sent their you know previous ceo to fucking space you know so yeah i don't know whatever <laughs> i i just know that uh, evga has said they're going to be replacing affected cards which is a real good guy move um yeah i'm like that's it's not even your it's fault. not their fault yeah it's yeah. literally not their fault uh but yeah like like you said i'd be fucking devastated if you just got your hands on this card that was like rarer than gold um and then <laughs> this bullshit mmo just completely nukes it from out of nowhere so yeah Real fun times um, at Amazon games. They're real struggling with every sort of game. If it's not yeah. a game that's just boring to play, it's a game that's like killing people's hardware. What, uh, what was that game called that you Crucible. played or reviewed? Crucible. Yes, I could not for the life of me remember what it the was The only called. game that I've reviewed, which then went back into beta and then was cancelled. And then... <laughs> a real, real 180. I've never in my life seen something like that. Um, but we yeah. played it together. I remember you played with yeah, me. Yeah, it was... It, was it sucked. time. Game sucked. <laughs> Straight up. Um, in in other final news this week, Pez has now officially changed its name to eFootball. Um, yeah, eFootball. Is a real per funny name. Perfect for South Africa, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, uh, that's actually true. Yeah. yeah. Now it's now digital only and completely free to play. Um, which, to be fair, is something I'm surprised did not happen a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. um, given that... You know, Fortnite and all these other games really changed huh, the, the game by hey. you know, going f free to play and have. I mean, look, Fortnite's not the the only game that's been free to play, but I think that is definitely a milestone where it's like, hey, this game's free. We've got a battle pass. This is how we monetize and we make money. And 
I mean, look at all the games that have followed. Like every game that follows has some kind of battle pass or some sort of way of making money, which, you know, it's not, um, uh, what's the word? It's not like aggressive or intrusive. It's completely optional. Like it's mm -hmm. no, no, you know, nothing dodgy about that. But I don't know what, what Pez has planned, but, you know, it's free to play now. So free football for everyone. And I, I imagine that. Smart, yeah. Yeah. And I, I do, I think the, you know, where they'll make the money will be, Maybe like FIFA, I don't know if there's player cards or, you know, player draws or something like that. Uh, like, be... uh, what's it on FIFA side, that ultimate team, I think it's called? Yeah, um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know what Pez's version is, but I imagine there will be some, you know, they have to make money. They're not just going to make it free to play and not make yeah, money. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I think eventually they... Um, they launch like maybe roster updates or, mm. or or like specific tournaments that you have to purchase. Like, I just think mm. from a from a um, you know, I think all annual sports games will eventually do this because to me it doesn't make sense to release a game and then twelve months later you're releasing an entirely new product. So you're dropping online support for this game that you spent tons of money on. You yeah. you're dropping all the players you know, that aren't immediately upgrading to the new one. So you've got mm. this like period where you're kind of supporting two games at once because you have to yeah. while people make the transition. So rather than that, just have a platform that you consistently update. This is what, yeah. you know, Fortnite has learned. This is what um, Call of Duty Warzone has learned um, rather than trying to put out an annual one every year. Uh, yeah. So I would not be shocked if um, FIFA does this eventually, if EA mm. does this with all its sports franchises. And, you know, reducing the barrier to free-to-play gets more people playing, gets more people exposed exactly. to whatever transactions you're potentially putting in front of them. So also, I think I it think makes it, perfect sense, it, yeah. It gives your, your like you, you've indicated, it gives your dev team some breathing room. You're not yep. expected to put out a package every year. It's a thing of like... Well, maybe we want to put out, I don't know, this fancy new grass tech. We have time mm. to, you know, put it together, roll it out. But, but that's exactly the problem. It was always like every new yeah. game, because it was a new project, it was seen as this thing that had to be revolutionary over the previous years. And that like, mm. you know, and, and then when it didn't feel revolutionary, everyone went, oh, this feels like a cash grab at $60. Now you, ne like, you yeah. don't have that problem. No. So, yeah, that's cool. Oh, look at Messi. Oh. Ah, where's Pele? <laughs> where's where's Pele? Pele's playing Fortnite. He doesn't <laughs> doesn't play football games Fortnite. anymore. <laughs> My goodness. Um. Yeah, and that's that is all the news for this week. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, fairly stacked week. Um. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Should, uh, should we move to questions? If Jones. you want to send us questions, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail dot com. You can also message us uh, at Checkpoint Chat on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, TikTok. All of the places. All of the places. Um, so I did check earlier. I'm just double checking, but I think we do not have. We, I mean, we've got one question. Um, hmm. That's fine. We've gone That's real good. overtime this week, so that, that we works have, out. So good, good guy Malesh has replied to our tweet saying, Tell me about Trackmania. Checkpoint Ooh. chat stand feeling that FOMO. <laughs> well, so I, I think I guess I we think preemptively we did, got to that. Yeah, we we did touch on it um, earlier in the show. 
I don't know, is, is Milesh talking about, does, does he want to have like a race night with us? Like what's what's going on? I mean, I mean, if he, if he does, you've got your, your Discord. Um, mm. Where you yeah, organize we, stuff. We play regularly, yeah. So yeah. I don't know if we probably will end up playing this week, but just to recap, Milesh Trackmania, completely free to play on PC only. PC, I yeah. think he's got a PC. I don't know if I he's an Xbox know. only person. Um, yeah, just a real fun racing game with regularly updated tracks and yeah. I guess it's just time. a bummer because he's, you know, in Australia, so kind of like syncing up know. when we're playing and he's Yeah. Playing. Yeah, the, I mean, cuz I was going to say I don't think it makes a difference with um you know, the actual lag or anything. I don't think Oh, no, no, no. Not thing. not in that. I think it's just um, like finding the just in know, terms of timing, yeah. Common time, yeah. Yeah. Well, Malesh, we we play uh Tuesdays and Thursday evenings. Uh, when Matty so is streaming, you, usually. Yeah. Um, sure. If you, if you are interested in playing, hit me up or hit us up and we can always talk about it. See if we can do anything. We'll have the, we'll host the, in three months' time the Checkpoint Chat Invitational with no cash prizes, just glory. <laughs> We've got to do all that. We can offer. That sounds cool. It's like all we can it, offer. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the, um, the local uh, Rocket League tournament. That happened when that game first launched. Um, Holy shit. Uh, I it was you, me, and Gavin. Oh, did you admin yeah. that thing? I admin that old Wait, thing. Wait, did Lazy Gamer host that competition? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm totally misremembering who was in charge of that thing then. No, no, um, that was us. We hosted it and we competed and we came second. <laughs> did we come second? I thought we were I knocked we out like second. early, early day. I don't know. I. I remember having a lot of fun with that. Um, it is a good. We, it was, speaking yeah. of Rocket League, we should play Rocket League again. I I think I mentioned a few months ago that we should get back into it, and I desperately still want to get back into it. That game, fucking rules. And it's good time. I've been I've been away for so long that we'll I, probably be it trash. Feel novel again. Yeah, we'll be hundred percent trash. <laughs> like, have you seen some people playing that game now? They are crazy mm-hmm. good. Crazy, crazy. They on on Rocket League. There's some real good local streamers who who play that. Oh, really? Um, yeah. There's uh, Theed. There's Wizard of Oz, and there are I think there's a dude called Papa Capes who's also Papa Capes. Like real good. Yeah. Those are um, all three good names. I like that. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch some local Rocket League streams, go go find those dudes. They're Shout real, out. Real cool. Real good. Um, yeah, and that is that is the all the questions we have, but you know what? I'm glad because we are one hour forty one into this episode already. Mm, so well over time, well over time. But if you want to send us yeah. questions next week, uh you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message us on all our social platforms, uh Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh TikTok, all of that. Good, good stuff. That's been episode one hundred and fifty three of Checkpoint Chat. Mm-hmm. if you're hearing this thank you so much for listening as always like and subscribe give us a thumbs up if that exists on whatever platform you're listening to just so we can reach good people like you we can reach more good people like you grow this community mm-hmm. it'll be fantastic we appreciate it but mm-hmm. out of anything we appreciate you listening and we'll be mm-hmm. back next week next thank week. you so much goodbye Bye.